Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about Global Hip Hop Day on Thursday, June 8th. A street in the Bronx is gonna be named in honor of hip hop. There's also festivities and a lot of honors for the founders of hip hop. And what we're talking about also is the hip hop culture itself. Some people feel it's in a state of crisis. Other people feel it's time for hip hop to return to its roots. But how can you return to the roots if you don't really know what they are and what the culture really stands for. That's what we're talking about in this episode of Street Soldiers with our guest, Chuck Creekmer. He's the founder and CEO of AllHipHop.com and also a culture commentator. Chuck, thanks so much for being with us. Thank we appreciate you. it. Also with us is TT Torres, our Hot 97 music director and on-air personality. And she's also a multimedia personality and one of the organizers behind Global Hip Hop Day. TT, great to have you. Hi, thanks for having me, Lisa. Good, good to have you again. And also with us is the man that I called the hip hop assemblyman. <laughs> here on Hot 97 Street Soldiers when he first got started in politics and the show was very in its early stages as well. Ruben Diaz Jr., the Bronx Borough President, longtime lover and supporter of hip hop. It's great to have you on. It's good to be back, Lisa. Thank great you. Great to have you back. We really appreciate it. TT, tell us about this Global Hip Hop Day. Where'd you get the idea from? So basically, Global Hip Hop Day is taking place on June 8th, and we're going to start with three day, one day, three activities. And um, one being a big block party in the Bronx. The idea really came from, you know, hip hop being created in the Bronx at 1520 Cool Herc's building um, on Cedric Avenue in the Bronx. That's where hip hop was created. He invented the turntables. He um, DJed in the rec center. So we wanted to take it back to its essence. Obviously, hip hop has grown tremendously since 1973 when Cool Herc invented it. It's now global. So we just really wanted a day to celebrate hip hop. And of course, June is Black Music Month and um, black culture is so integrated into the hip hop culture. So we thought about, you know, taking advantage of, of this month and, and bridging the gap with, with um, Black Music Month and also um, creating Global Hip Hop Day and leading up to the biggest hip hop concert on the planet. Which Hot is 97 Summer Jam, Summer Jam <laughs> which Street Soldiers will be in the building. We're so excited about that. And summer is coming. People yes. don't believe it with the weather, but <laughs> summer really is coming because Summer Jam is coming and so is Global Hip Hop Day. Uh, Bronx Bowl President Ruben Diaz, when did you get involved with this idea of a global hip hop and why are you so behind it? Well, first I of mean, all, I know you love hip hop, but. I, I'm a student of hip hop. I'm a product of hip hop. Uh, personally, uh, professionally, I am the president where hip hop was born. And so I just want to thank TT and Hot 97 for coming to us with this idea. I also want to congratulate Councilwoman Vanessa Gibson for introducing the piece of legislation that changed Sedwick Avenue to Hip Hop Boulevard. Uh, I think that it's genius to have a block party out there. Uh, I, th I believe that when you then move the um, festivities to Cedar Park, uh, remember outside in Cedar Park, yes. power from the streetlight made the place dark. So this yes. is this is going, this is I think taking it to the essence, but also showing the maturation of hip hop. Those of us who started off as young boys and girls who are now elected officials, we're doctors, we're lawyers, and uh, it, it needs to be celebrated. And that's make exactly, a lot of people aware. Yeah, and that's exactly why we're celebrating it because we are 
changing Sedgwick Avenue to Hip Hop Boulevard thanks to Vanessa and her hard work to pass that um, legislation. To City Council Member Vanessa Gibson. Chuck Creek, when you when you look at this now, because there there have been times, and you've been on those shows, mm -hmm. when we've talked about how sometimes hip hop doesn't appreciate its own the way other music genres do, like rock, heavy metal. Right. They don't appreciate appreciate like the classics. What do you think of something like this? No, I think it's awesome, and I think we have to tell our own stories, and we have to rem tell our own history and speak it and educate our youth on Cool Herc, Chuck Chill Out. Red Alert, Molly Red, I mean, it just yeah. goes on and on. Today's DMC's birthday, shout out to him. And, you know, and really embrace our own greatness and let kids know that it's not uncool to know who you came from. And we need to embrace that and really uplift those people. And when you when you guys and everybody please feel free to jump in, which I know you will. But the um, in, in terms of the roots of hip hop and the in the foundation, to me to me it's always represented. It's like the ingenuity or the the energy, the ingenuity, and just like listen, this is coming at a time too when the community was very forgotten, very neglected, wasn't people, even getting basic services. People complain about the conditions today, uh, and very few people. Uh, remember or want to remember what uh, we were like in the Bronx and throughout the city of New York back in the 70s, the 80s, and the early 90s. Crime was at an all-time high. Uh, there were, um, you know, I remember playing, and I, instead of having a bouncing gym, we used to have mattresses that we did flips on in rubble <laughs> in abandoned lots. And to think about how young people, teenagers, uh, instead of being so beaten, uh, and not only mentally but spiritually and, and, and psychologically, what they did is that with pe pen and pads, with a beat, they created a genre of music. Last night, uh, I was watching the, that new dance, world-class dance show with uh, Jennifer Lopez to see so many dance groups that are from all over the planet that have been influenced by this music that was created in rubble in the in the Bronx, um, I think is something that everyone needs to celebrate. Uh, and and I know that it morphs and it changes, and there's a debate on that. But we all need to pay homage to those pioneers, like like um, Coco Larock, like Herc, uh, like Melly Mel, Grandmaster Kaz, and so many others. Yeah. And to it, speak on that, you know, I had a conversation with Cool Herc in an interview, and he <clears> said that you know. He, he didn't think about when he decided to DJ and create hip hop, he wasn't thinking about it as a genre of music. He was just thinking about it as a way to pay for his sister Cindy's um, clothes so she can go back to school in September. That's why he created the block parties. Um, the parties was just to get money. And so what happened was, you know, the parties got bigger in Cedar Park and more people um, started falling in love with hip hop. But to him, it was just a, a hip to the hop. That's how he described it. Right. That's how he got the name. It wasn't even named anything. It was just a hip to the beat and a hop to the step. And that's how it was created hip hop. And a lot of people don't even know that. And I think it's important to share those stories. And I think also, too, Chuck, the, you know, when, when you look at where hip-hop is and where it's come from, too, it's like we talk a lot about the achievements now and the globalization, but when you understand how far behind, it wasn't even just the, those founding fathers and founding mothers. They weren't, like, at even at sea level. They were, like, underwater coming yeah. from way, way behind. Absolutely. I mean, now it's just crazy. I just came from the Netherlands, uh, hip-hop. Uh, festival called New School Rules over in Rotterdam and it was just ridiculous how awesome it was to see how how large hip-hop has grown through the years but you have to remember Public Enemy's second album started off in London they were letting us know back in the States that it's already global and it's my hope that we continue to 
embrace the um, power of hip hop and to also financially benefit from it. You yeah. know, so many of our pioneers are either not as wealthy as they should be or, or just broke. You know what I'm saying? And and also on the on the back end current day, so many artists are not empowered to do the art that's their real truth. They do what's most likely to get them paid and there and then therefore, you know, we see the disconnect between reality and old school, new school, you know, all types of generational gaps or intergenerational gaps too so but no because there is that but you think about it, in 1973 when cool herc started djing outside of 1520 remember hip-hop there was no money to be made off of it they didn't right. know what it was and the and and the industry corporations absolutely they thought it was just a fad and mm -hmm. remember they didn't understand it so and they, they thought don't. it and they still and some <laughs> still don't and they thought oh, I think they understand the money they yeah they could un they understand the money for sure but artists were talking about their true struggle and that scared a lot of corporations mm -hmm. they weren't cutting those big checks like they're doing now who are these black Latino kids rapping about guns and drugs and you know different things that they were experiencing but that scared corporations mm -hmm. because again like Ruben said. You know, they were just talking about things that they were going through. The crack arrow that hit, like the 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 families that were destroyed, and this is how they and just how hard it was for for basic survival. We're going to talk yeah. about that and some of those values that have just really. Some people say we've kind of forgotten and gotten away from as we've gotten into this much more materialistic age. We're talking about hip hop, Global Hip Hop Day, Thursday, June eighth. We're going to tell you how you can get involved with it too. We'll be right back. Yo, this is Shaggy, and this is Street Soldiers release. Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 97. Shug it up. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. What we're focusing on in this episode, Global Hip Hop Day. It's a joint project of Hot 97, the Bronx Borough President's Office, and many artists and people in the hip hop community coming together to really honor hip hop's roots. With us to talk about this, Chuck Creekmer. He's the CEO and founder of allhiphop.com and a culture commentator. Chuck, great to have you. Also with us is Titi Torres, our Hot 97 music director and on-air personality, and she's also a multimedia personality. Titi, great to have you. Thanks, Lisa. Also with us, Ruben Diaz Jr., the Bronx Borough President, a lover of hip-hop, and uh, I have to tell you, I named him the Hip-Hop Assemblyman many, many moons ago here on Street Soldiers when he was just getting started in politics and I was getting started with the show here. So great to have you. Always good to be back. All right, let's talk about the hip-hop values because Global Hip-Hop Day on Thursday, June 8th, and if you want information, follow our Hot 97 social media, Lisa Evers social media. We'll be posting uh, you know, what's going on and where you can get involved in everything. In terms of hip-hop values, Chuck, the, one of the founding values I think of is is this this entrepreneurial, do-it-yourself, not looking for a handout type of mentality? Absolutely, hustle hard, hustle hard. Much you better know. point. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I'm not even from the Bronx. I'm I'm not even from New York originally, but that mentality permeates. Transcend. You know, it transcends. You. It inspired Inspire me to start to all hip hop that. when there was no, you know, quite frankly, when Vibe, the Source, you know, Double XL weren't giving me the opportunity I looked for. It was that mentality that made me start all hip hop. So 
um, you know, it permeates through through hip hop. The only thing I would say is that you know we have to, um, you know, even think bigger and beyond even that level and begin to make connections that allow us to to elevate our game even higher. So think so think about this. Uh, uh, just to piggyback off of Chuck, obviously there's a an economic uh, benefit to hip hop. Not only are individuals b being able to provide for their families, but they create jobs, mm -hmm. and they've taken over. The hip hop has taken over a different industry, fashion jewelry, mm -hmm. movies, and so on and so forth. But think of this, I, I believe, um, the, the way that a white young lady from California understands a black young man from the Bronx these days is through hip hop. Yeah, yes. I think it's the biggest, is the is the is the strongest bridge of the racial divide yes. that we've seen right. um, in this nation and beyond. And so, what I would also add on to that, and in, in pushing the envelope, uh, I've always believed that the most powerful thing in the universe are words. So I would love for hip hop to go back to a point where you could be the journalist, where you where you force the, where you push the envelope on language, uh, where you could uh, you report. Uh, things uh, and also continue to to be that uh, to create that racial harmony that's so so needed. I mean, look at the the presidential elections. It shows us that we still have a divided country. I think hip hop could continue continue to be that unifier and bring the generation together. I, I always say this: hip hop has done more for race relations in this country than any other genre of music because it is hard to be racist when your favorite rapper is black or Latino. But they do. <laughs> yeah, keep yeah, it they, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially in this pre present time, I, I don't disagree. I I do agree to a certain degree, but I think a lot of a lot of cultural appropriation occurs, and people, um, you know, pick cultural and choose culture vultures. We yeah, do have culture vultures. What voters. part of yeah. blackness or brownness they 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 um they identify receive, with? Right? Yes, and I yes, I agree. With. But so in the party, yes. Then outside of the party, but yeah. we've seen more integration. But I think generationally, yes, I think generationally, generationally it's had, I think it's had a huge, a huge impact. And, and as we've seen the country demographically change, as we've seen more multiracial, multiethnic, multicultural absolutely. families, I think hip hop yeah. has given it, a, given young people a way to identify through the music as opposed to what somebody looks like. In this era of Black Lives Matter, it just, you know. It becomes difficult to digest that when Tamir Rice gets murdered and there's no outrage nationally. You know what I'm saying? So again, not to get too heavy with it, but just and to say, and that was just fired, by the way. Right, I heard about that. Yeah. So, so I think I think when you look at the myriad of different issues that the hip hop uh, generation is confronted with. Uh, whether it's police brutality, whether it's the lack of um, of jobs, uh, you name it, education, investment, or the lack thereof in, in our educational system, health. Uh, I think that I would love to see for hip hop as it as a culture to be more political, not just on on wax or song, uh, but also uh, to to raise a level of consciousness uh, in among the hip hop uh, community, so that we can go out there register to vote. And I know that inherently, you know, hip hop is is uh, is is based on being rebellious. We didn't register to vote Re here on Hot 97. I kind of, I love you guys, but I kind of disagree. Mm -hmm. It's okay, go ahead. I feel like um, hip-hop has done a lot when it comes to political. Hip-hop was the first black president in office. Absolutely. If it wasn't for hip-hop, that probably wouldn't have happened because a lot of hip-hop got behind that. And I've seen hip-hop But T.T., real, real talk, you also had a majority of the white vote, too. 
Yeah, that the, too. But hip hop, number wise, but hip hop got behind that. I feel like hip hop has been a voice for police brutality more so than any other genre of music. This um, is true. When you compare it to other genres of music, I feel like you know hip hop has done more culturally I, than any other genre. I don't mean again. I don't mean in terms you mean of in a terms voice. Of the system? In terms of voter turnout, I'm, oh, I'm the talking system. about in right, terms of in terms of yeah, in terms of putting uh, local elected officials into right. office or taking them out, whether they're governors and mayors, uh, men and women in the legislature. I think that when you look at uh, legislation, uh, I, that's what I mean by political. Not that's just a valid in, point. Not just yeah. when it's a celebrity Cele issue, like Barack yeah. Obama was a celebrity. Right. Yes, he was yes. a celebrity. Right. So that was like a celebrity type. Thing. I think that's I think that's more of an educational piece for artists as well too to understand. But what isn't that does putting that too much burden on hip hop artists to say, yeah, you know, you have to entertain, do your career, which everybody knows in this room is is a twenty four seven kind of oper you know kind of business that you have to be in on top of your game all the time, and then expect them to know enough about the issues because we've seen artists who've tried to speak out on certain things, Chuck, and then there's there's like the backlash on that. Yeah, I mean we we've talked about this before. I mean every artist doesn't have to speak we talk i mean i was at a political event last night with a bunch of celebrities not can't really talk too much about it but we spoke about jay-z and how he kind of doesn't say a whole lot but he supports where it needs to be supported and so i don't think every um artist has to be front on front on the front lines but i think there are artists that are we just don't support them enough in uh, a commercial way you know so we have to remember that Hip-hop is a business now. It's a billion-dollar business, and there's a community component that needs nurturing, that needs support, that needs um, political education even. So they need to understand why, why they should know about certain issues and how do they, how do they uh, vocalize that or how do they support those issues. Well, it's also understanding that you know you have a platform and i always believe that your platform should be to inspire at some point but also to never forget the people ultimately make you who you are mm -hmm. so i think if you never disconnect from the people mm -hmm. you're always going to be connected to the issues of the people Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And, and being out in the community. So, so values the, the hustle hard, definitely. What about Ruben? The, like you were describing the conditions in the Bronx at that time, and it's changed so so much. But in, in, in just in terms of the creativity, I mean, taking nothing and making yeah. something making out of nothing. Global. It came from our borough, bro. <laughs> I know, and and again, that's the reason why uh, this uh, hip hop world day is needed. That's why we need to uh, show the world that. Uh, we embrace it. It's the reason why we renamed the street in Sedgwick Avenue. We're paying homage to uh, the, the pioneers. Uh, when you look at Bronx Week, for instance, that we just celebrated a couple of weeks ago, uh, year after year, I try to do the best that I can to induct uh, Bronxites who have done well for themselves, especially in the hip-hop industry. We just we just uh, uh, named Funkmaster Flex uh, to the Bronx Walk of Fame. And this is just to, awesome. to, to, yeah. to, to, to show folks that there was this uh, group of people from the Bronx and then, and then throughout the city of New York who have very little and literally made a dollar out of 15 cents if not less, right? Yeah. And then not only that and not... And be, Change not, from the couch from and, the couch yeah. Not only that, I mean, it, it, they, they spoke about, it speaks about an attitude, it speaks about a certain um, condition and it's not just music, right? We're talking about, again, fashion. We speak of art, graffiti. We speak of dancing. Swaganometry. You know, so, so many, so when you look at uh, whether it's, it was Paula Abdul, whether, whether it's 
It's Jennifer yep. Lopez. You look at all of these different, Drake from Canada, all of these different, you know, Justin Timberlake. These people have been influenced by something that, that, that young men and women created out of nothing from the Bronx. Yeah, and, I, and that's the one thing I respect so much about Ruben and Vanessa is that, you know, they're the first politicians that I ever worked with that really understood the hip-hop culture and integrated it so well into what they're doing to not only push the culture forward, but also to empower their own communities. And to me, that's to be respected and um, commended because not a lot of politicians understand it. They want the hip-hop power to get, you know, poor people behind them, right, mm-hmm. to support them, but they don't really understand the culture or the struggle. So I want to say thank you to you mm-hmm. guys because you really do understand it and get it. No, definitely. And we've had support, too, on the on the news side and the information side from uh, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams with yes. our push for peace here at Hot 97. So it's, you know, it's a growing, starting to, started a trend here. What, what people don't understand is, like, I remember being in, in, um, in school when I heard songs like Roxanne. Uh, when I heard Move the Crowd, you know, I was that side B guy. You know, I wasn't always, I didn't always listen to the song that was on the radio, but when Rakim, the God, by the way, one of my Love top him. five, when he came out with Move the Crowd, I remember having my Walkman on and you had to rewind and, and, and pause and then write down the words. It, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have the internet then. The lyrics weren't readily available to you. Uh, these things, you know, I, I can vividly still remember where I was. Uh, I, I was, we just had um, Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh on Mashula Parkway and I I was there with the guys that I grew up with. 35 years worth of friendship. I remember walking up to Westchester Avenue with my man Big and his boombox to Lottie Dottie, thinking we were all that. I mean, and so it's part of <laughs> all those it's memories. part of memories. It's part of it's part of um, who I am as an individual and how I serve the people of my borough. All right, and then we're going to take a short break. This is uh, Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We're talking about Global Hip Hop Day in the Bronx. We'll be back right after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson and right now you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. What we're focusing on in this episode, Global Hip Hop Day, it's happening on June 8th. And some people are wondering, is it time for hip hop to really return to its roots or at least reconnect with its foundations? That's what we're talking about with our guests. Joining me, Chuck Creekmore. He's the founder and CEO of allhiphop.com and a culture commentator. Chuck, great to have you. Thanks. Also with us is T.T. Torres, Hot 97's music director and on-air personality. She's also a multimedia personality. T.T., great to have you, as always. Also with us is Bronx Borough President Ruben Diaz Jr., and he loves hip-hop. I called him a long time ago the hip-hop assemblyman and for good reason, because he loves the music and came up on the music. And what we're talking about is this global hip-hop day. I want to ask you, whoever wants to answer this, Mm. does the current generation which trap music is like the number one type of music that's mm-hmm. the most popular. Do they respect the roots? No. <laughs> okay. Yes and no. Yes and no. All right. I'm gonna Explain. Say, I'm gonna say. Build on that, Chuck. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no up front because there's such a old school. I'm gonna just be real. Old old school is. Can you hard. be anything but no? Yeah. You're hmm? you're, always, you're always real. You can't be anything yeah. but real. Old school is hard on the young people, really, really hard. And I think it's because we we came up when in the golden era and perhaps before. We're passionate, right? So we we felt the um, the greatness of hip hop, and it never got better than 
you know, J Rock, you know, King. G rap, rock, Kim. I disagree. You don't I, think so? I disagree. Come on. It how had you gonna disagree be, with how, what I just go, said. No, how how are you gonna say it nev they never had anything outside of the greats? Jake Cole. Kendrick. I okay, I'm gonna let finish. you finish. I didn't finish. No, Listen, don't zip up too much, TT, because I'm about ready to go in on it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Chuck. I'm, so, I'm messing with you. No, no, no. I'm just saying we experienced hip hop when it was at its zenith. How's that? Okay. Zenith. Okay. I'll give okay. You so so now, present day, I, I defend hip hop hip hop all day. So I think that the younger era has rejected a lot of what we came up on because we're so critical of them, right? So I, when I say they don't respect it, I think they do inherently because, you know, they're like, ah, we can never super, you know, surpass what you guys cre you know created yeah. or grew up on. So we're gonna reject it completely. So I think that's a lot of what we see now. With like a little Yachty, for example. I mean, that dude is so desperate for approval. He like literally says, I can't do it. I'm gonna reject it. You know what I mean? On the flip side, I have a 70-year-old cousin, Charlton, and he loves hip-hop. He was listening to Cool G Rap just yesterday. Like, this is flames. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Salute. Well, you know what someone told me the other day, one of my good friends? He said to me, and, and we had a conversation about the same exact thing you just mentioned on the phone. And he said to me, some artists will leave their footprints and some artists will be Trinidad James. Wow. Which, which <laughs> means that they will come and go and some will last forever. Right. So the Trinidad James of the world, why do we give them so much of our energy? Because they will not leave their footprints in hip hop. When we talk about people that leave their footprints in hip hop of this generation, mm -hmm. I gotta talk about, you know, Joey Badass. I gotta mm -hmm. talk about Kendrick. I gotta talk about J. Cole. You're not gonna always get them, you know, um, every time around. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Little Yachty may make a record that I might bounce to, but I understand in my mind, Little Yachty ain't even no footprints mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, like you can't be like the justin bieber of hip-hop to the to you know pre-teens yeah I, I have several thoughts here uh remember that when i first started listening to hip-hop uh my titi and uncles thought i was crazy right uh, because they were listening to Al Green and they were listening to uh, the Find Out All-Stars. So I think every generation looks at the, the younger generation and is like, we don't understand that, number one. Number two, I think that uh, we're missing an opportunity here, uh, twofold. Uh, I believe that when you look at the lack of diversity in hip-hop, so back in the 80s and the 90s, yeah, we had, uh, we had Rakim, we had, you know, uh, we had um, uh, the native tongues, right? So uh, whether it was the Tribe Core Quest, whether it was Leaders of the New School, we had different flavors of, of hip hop. Different personalities, uh, very different personality, right? And, and but playing at the same time, I think that now uh, you only see one flavor of hip hop, and we should demand for more diversity. And then number two, when you look at some of the the the, um, the trap music, I love the beats, but we but I think that they're missing an opportunity in putting words together, and so where you can have uh, a whole message on um, on a bars, you know, in the sixteen bars. You're really only getting one or two or three or four words that are repetitive and repetitive, and it's not but intellectually isn't, but challenging. But is that also a, new, a whole New York but, thing too? But, because New York is all about the words, the talking, the talking. We talk a lot. We're we're all you know everybody's talking. Other cities, like in the <laughs> South, it's just like, hey, give me a drink and but, a good beat, but, and I'm I'm good. But no, there are some Southern artists who leave their footprints. Outkast, Killer Mike, Killer Mike, right? Ti, you know. But the Get wave that we're seeing right now has always been a hip hop guy from the T-Pain wave to um, Nate Dogg wave 
to and this trap wave is just another wave that we see in hip-hop and it's a part of the culture some waves come they stay a while and some waves go look at akon remember akon was the king of all the hooks i mean it's just a wave that happens in in, in hip-hop the, the issue is we've lost control of our own culture in a lot of ways particularly on on the uh, commercial level again what's commercial hip-hop and what's in my spotify playlist are two different things two very different things really you know? yeah absolutely. so things that you may say artists that you may say okay we need to cover this person on allhiphop.com because this person is really popping people are really talking about them versus what you would listen to it's right. two I, different completely right very give me, different. Give me the, fred the godson axel leon um p axel leon uh, I mean, yeah well look man like you i love what hot 97 is doing with the freestyles right, right. For that's a great example of reclaiming the culture and mm -hmm. really reintroducing people and to this lyricism. this is what New York sounds like. You know, I think right, that's what very... Flex is, right, what Flex is doing, I think that's very important to, to the culture and putting it out there. And I think one thing that we're seeing here in New York in particular is that the culture is shifting back to lyrics. Yep. If you notice, like, people want to hear lyrics. You would not have a year ago two Kendrick Lamar records playing on the radio yeah. as much as it's playing right now. He's figured out how to use his platform and make it commercial. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for a lyricist to do. Jay-Z has only had one number one record. People mm -hmm. don't notice. He's the best lyricist. I grew up on Jay-Z. That's my era. Mm -hmm. One number one record. And guess what that record was? Anybody in the room? I'm not, I'm not life. Nope. nope. New York <laughs> with Alicia Keys. Mm. Wow. And Really? Really? Good trivia question. Google, that, Google that is that. a good trivia. Nobody would... <laughs> nobody but, would. He, but he built a multi-million, almost billionaire empire off the backs of hip-hop, a street drug dealer from Marcy Projects, uh -huh. became a multi-million, just signed an $800 million Live Nation deal, took his brand and made it global. Those people have to be honored. I mean, Definitely. if it wasn't for hip-hop, what would Jay-Z have done? Probably something, I think I think he would have done something amazing. If it wasn't hip-hop, mm -hmm. he would have done something amazing. Perhaps, possibly. You know, I, do, I, I, ju I just think, because I think that kind of drive and that kind of, that kind of business, but I understand your point. It's like hip-hop has created so many lanes and so many playing fields for people we, with look, their look expertise. Look at us, look at me and you and what we do for a living. If it wasn't for a Hot 97, that's our job. That's how we make our income. Right. How would, if we wouldn't, if hip-hop didn't exist, there would be no Hot 97. And we wouldn't have jobs in the room. You wouldn't have a blog at allhiphop.com. The only person in this room who would have had a job is Ruben. <laughs> but wait a minute. I can rap. I can dance. Right? No, but look Mama at you. Mama told but, me. But, but I'm saying, <laughs> to I'm saying you, 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 know, you started Street Soldiers you know, exactly. on High 97. Exactly. That's, you know, that's your stream of, of, of revenue. Right. I mean, I've never had, and this is probably sad, but I've never had a nine to five job outside of hip hop. Never, I wouldn't know what. But that's to great. Do. That's part. That's part of the diversity. And also, Ruben, as you talk about, we talk about educating people about hip hop. And the, I think the point about lyrics and the power of words is very important too. But it's also does more need to be done educating the up and you know the the people that are in school right now, the teens, that there are other ways you can participate in the culture without actually being a rapper. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, not only not only in the culture, but you look at sports. So this right. is one of the things that we try to do in the Bronx. You can be a, a writer um, for a, a hip-hop blog 
or a magazine. Uh, you can you can be a, a, an engineer, a producer at a station or in, in a television show, right? You can be an agent. You can be an attorney. Uh, you, you can. There's so much that you can do. You can you can uh, book shows. You can you can be the promoter of shows. Yeah. You can uh, again use um, the attorneys. The, the the attorneys that are involved. The, the list goes on. The accountants, the business, the managers. You don't have the, to be the lyricist, right? right? You can you can be the person uh, behind the scenes. You can. There, there's so but many. But still be in the culture. Of the culture. That's what that's what I think this generation lacks. Because they're so, because of social media, they're so interested in being in Absolutely. front of the camera that they yeah. don't understand they can make more money if they shut up and be behind the camera. <laughs> but they have to see a reward out of that. You right. know what I mean? Like there has to be, you know, but we have to. Are, but, but the problem is that they're not paying attention to the reward. Like there are people like Kevin Lyles, who, by the way, is doing one of our keynote speakers at, at Global Hip Hop Day, who made a multi-million dollar business off running a record label as the president of a record label and on top of that built a brand management and manages like Trey songs and put out books and built up his city of Baltimore so yeah. what these young generation don't understand you don't necessarily have to be the guy rapping on Instagram or whatever to get on there is multiple jobs you can do yeah, Chuck what about that we have to see it we have to see it I mean when, we, when things, we, right. we came up seeing Kevin Lyles Seeing Biggs from Rockefeller, even Dame Dash, I mean, Dash, Master P, yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those, I mean, Master P's, you know, from whatever, but, you know, Slim Slim and Baby from Cash Money. I mean, these guys were all behind the scenes for the most part. They were very much celebrated, even despite the fact that they were behind the scenes. And there was there was no Instagram. So, and, and I mean, everything, we saw everything. You don't even see A&Rs. You don't even see publicists. You don't but, even but it's, it's crazy like, because you got to pay attention. Like, I, I want to, like, A Boogie, who is straight up out of the Bronx, shout out to QP and all his team. They're, like, 24, 26 yeah. years old, and they're managing one of the one of the biggest artists coming out of the Bronx right now, and they're young kids. It's ironic that you bring that point up, Chuck, because uh, and th this is the information age, and yet yeah. there's less information that's being put out there, right? right. I mean, think about that's a great point. this is what I mean by diversity that, that with all of the information, with all the social media, we should be getting all of it. We should be getting the, the, the hip hop artist who has a conscientious uh, message. We should get the trap music. We should be able to get the melodious, you know, bone thugs and harmony type right. of, oh, man, uh, you know. So we, 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 should be have, we should be having groups that come out with or soloists. We should be getting different collabs. Uh, and we should get the, you know, that whole, um, you know, Mary J. Blige, uh, 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 Method Man. Yeah, you know, you that all whole area. Yeah. Ain't no mountain high we should, be, That's we should be getting it all. And yet, there's all, it's almost like hip hop has become so myopic and it's just, it's and and it has you know there, there's not this uh, this the diversity. Clone zone, what you call the clone zone. Yeah, this diversity that we should be experiencing. And All right, we need to hold that thought. We need to take a short okay. break. This is Street Soldiers. We're talking about Global Hip Hop Day. All things hip hop. All things coming out of the Bronx. I'm Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Yeah, Yo, you already know what it is, man. This is Big Sean, and this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about Global Hip Hop Day on Thursday, June 8th. A street in the Bronx is going to be named in honor of hip hop. There's also festivities and a lot of honors for the founders of hip hop and just what the whole movement has represented over the years. Joining us for this conversation, Chuck Creekmer. He's the founder and CEO of AllHipHop.com. He's also a culture commentator. Chuck, great to have you. Thanks, Lisa. Also with us is 
is Titi Torres, Hot 97's music director and on-air personality. She's also a multimedia personality and one of the organizers of Global Hip Hop Day. Titi, great to have you. Thank you for having me, Lisa. It's awesome. And also with us is Ruben Diaz Jr., the Bronx Borough president who loves hip hop and is one of the motivating and driving forces behind this Global Hip Hop Day. I want to take issue with all three of you, which I don't <laughs> usually do, about the, the current generation, the the what people call the young generation, people that are in their teens and in their early 20s. I think they've grown up, a lot of them have, have come up without a lot of adult, you know, with a lot without a lot of parental involvement in their lives, without a lot of guidance, out of areas where there wasn't education, you know, educational opportunities. And I think they're doing a pretty amazing job. No, uh, yeah. With what they I, have. I, look, I, on a personal note, I speak um, from a level of frustration because I understand and I see the full potential. I, I you know, where, where I, and I don't believe that uh, is being totally taken advantage of. So, for instance, look at Hamilton. Look what rap and hip hop did for Broadway. Right. Um, look what is done. If you use that as a tool in school, I think that if you if you allow for the educational system to utilize hip hop as a form of educating, you're going to see the amount of scores. We're go already up. seeing that. We're already right. seeing so that we, with Christo Professor Christopher right. Emden and Hip Hop Ed, and the Science Genius Program right. that just had a big celebration and battle in the Bronx mm -hmm. where the the scores of the of the students right. are higher on the regions because they're using hip hop and to teach them. You can use it as financial literacy. You right. can use you can use it in so many different ways to promote um, uh, a, a particular issue, policy, yeah. self consciousness, and so. F uh, just remember, I'm an elected official, so I, I just see that more so than ever, the hip hop has the biggest audience ever. And so how do you use this this tool? Oh, how do you use this as this, a gateway? As a gateway to transform attitudes, to transform images, to transform how people treat each other. And and when I when I I don't mean to attack the younger generation, I just think I know, that I'm they just... can I just think that they can take this to that next level and I'm looking forward to it. I just want to be really clear. I don't blame the younger generation. I actually blame our generation because those are our babies a lot, you know, what? those are What do you mean you blame our generation? Because because if look, I have a I have a tw I have a, a 13 year old daughter. She knows she knows what's up. You know what I mean? Like so I'm not I'm what I'm saying is if you're in your 30s or 40s, it's highly likely you have a child that's listening to whatever they're listening to. And if they don't know who, I don't know, Run DMC is or Wu-Tang or Tribe Called Quest, that's on you. I know my parents introduced me to Al Green and the spinners, I don't know, whoever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you know hip-hop too, obviously, because we were digging in the crates. But the point is, is as a person of a certain age, you have to be responsible for educating the youth. And if they come up not knowing who came before them or not appreciating it at least, that's on you. That's not on I agree. What my, about that, TT? My nephew is 17 years old, and before trap music became trap music, I heard trap music in my house. Because mm -hmm. that's all he listened to before trap music became the it thing right now. And um, it was Chief Keef. It was all right. that. He's the originator mm -hmm. of that. <laughs> the mumble right. rap person, whatever yeah. Flex calls it, the mumble rap. Um, but, like, to your point, I do say, yo, fam, have you... Check out this biggie. Absolutely. Check out this. Like I grew up, in my opinion, the '90s was the the best, the golden era of rap. Be careful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think 2017. I think the 21st century is. Uh. 
Listen, all right, I had, okay. I had, I had Jay, well, that was a I had Nas, I had Big. I mean, just I think about that. that. But their yeah, music but had, still lives on. We had on. the Juice Crew All Star. We had Boogie Down Productions. We had Eric B and Rakim. We had that. We had the Headbangers. You know, we had. No man. Uh, I had, I have Migos. Okay, I have Migos. I love I'm gonna say the '90s took it to the next level. I have Migos and French Montana. Okay, there we go. To piggyback off your point, I mentioned my my 17 year old cousin. When when he when I when we st- when I started mentoring him, it, you know, a few years ago, all he cared about was, like you said, Chief Keith. I let him hear big pun. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. One of my top five. Yes. Listen to listen to this, and I put the earphones on, and he ain't been the same since. Yeah. Yes. Ever since then, and, and it goes full circle. So just yesterday, G rap, cool G rap, who's you know. Gave pun a lot of his style. So the point I'm getting at is it takes time. It takes, this was like four years ago. It takes time and constant involvement in people's lives. You can't just run up on somebody like, man, your, your, your joint is whack, mine's dope, beat it. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. No, I don't think so either. And you know what? I just don't exactly. think, and, and, yeah. and Ruben, you hear this too with political, you know, in, in political circles as well too. I hear it in news circles and and definitely in, in music as well. We can't, you can't talk about teenagers, whether it's violence, whether it's music, whether it's lifestyle, whether it's other choices or whatever, as though there's something different from us. Right. We're, they're part of us. But there was a big difference. Us. There was a big difference. So for instance, and in the music, in the hip hop that I grew up in, they were journalists they were reporting not glorifying it and and to me that's a big difference but some people would they challenge you are, on that they still are reporting they're still, still are. right but, then, a you but, don't but, think but the thing is the thing is who, who at, at what point do we take that voice so when they say they still are when who like who's putting out the music uh, and only that type of music. Why are we not getting the diversity here? We should, we in the hip hop generation, whether you're from old school hip hop, uh, new school hip hop, and everything in between, we should be the ones dictating who are, you know, what type of music is, is out there, what type of message is out there, and not allowing for someone just to be spoon But then you're denying those teenagers the choice to find their own music and what resonates no, with them. No, no, I you're mean, musical genres. What we're, not, what we're not addressing is the machine, okay? Let's right. just talk, talk about it, Chuck. Yeah, talk about it. That's what I'm the talking machine, about. The machine, the corporation. Right. Exactly. Right. We you. have to address the machine. Right. I mean, speaking for myself and allhiphop.com, we're independent media. Nobody tells us what to do. We, we're very active in the community and we listen. So when it comes down to it, if I want to put an artist on my site like Dynasty Williams who did a, a dope video on mental health, She's on the homepage of my website right Which, now. Which, by the way, is really good. You it, check it out. I believe there's yeah. a conscientious effort. You want to talk about the machine to, to dumb down the hip-hop generation. And and so they're going to give that rap artist or that rap crew uh, a, a contract, but so long as they just keep it a certain way. Even, even when a lot of these artists make the, themselves hot. They get hot, but they get hot well, and they I start mean, popping yeah, before that, they even have... They don't need, like, need $50,000 to record an album. But that's true to a certain extent. That is true. To at a certain, a certain level, at, you get to a certain level, and then these corporations start cutting you those big checks, mm-hmm. and then now you see that it's now being spread crazy and it's force fed to you. So yeah, it is about a dollar. I mean, that's why the culture has become so big and so global. But I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying, um, Chuck, is the fact that you know it starts with us mm-hmm. at home. Pers- account- yeah. yeah, personal accountability mm-hmm. for what we feed our kids and what we tell them. Ruben, you're you're out you're out in the streets, you're out in the community. So I want to come back to this point about you saying that the, the, the artists today are not journalists so much. You'd like to see more of them talking about what 
real conditions are happening? Is that what not you mean? Not only not only talking about it, but also doing it in a way where uh, let's cool. let's let, not only that it's cool, but let's be honest, they're very influential. So they could they could be they could influence if only they understood the, the power. power that they really have right there in the palm of their hands. They could influence policy. They could influence policymakers. They could influence an entire segment of a population uh, so that conditions uh, that we once upon a time were given to us, we no longer have to tolerate and accept it. They could start not only by influencing policy, influencing who's in office. Uh, and so um, I, I hope that at some point, uh, these new artists wake up and see that they're much more powerful than the, than the machine, that they can be even much more more powerful than the people who are representing us or so-called representing us in Washington, D.C. If only they understood that, I think we'll see a better day in our community. And T.T., isn't it also true, though, with, with, the, mu with the music trends, too? It's like, <clears throat> you know, th certain things will become popular, certain types of beats or certain types of sounds, and then people get sick of it, and then somebody will do something totally different, and they're like, oh, wow, that's great. And then people always want to follow what's successful. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we've always seen in the culture. Um, and we see it more so now than ever is you follow the, the blueprint that's in front of you, but you do have people that follow their own path that will leave footprints. I mean, they're not going to be the masses, but there'll be those ones that may inspire one or two people to do something politically, to to be the the new young leaders and 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 develop leadership in their in their schools and in their communities. I mean, you can't you can't touch them all, but if you can just touch one, you know what was an eye opener for me that somebody said to me the other day, and I talked about this on my radio show is, since when did we glorify? Um, the drug addicts more than we right. glorified the drug dealers. Sorry, politician. I know, like, that's kind of wrong to say what you're mm. sitting here. But, <laughs> no, no, yeah. but yeah. I'm just saying, right. like, you know, the drug addicts is what you didn't want to right. become <laughs> growing up, right? But Ruben, isn't that what you're talking about? Is that yeah? I mean, not all of a sudden, the message popping, like popping, Molly Percocet, pop, Molly Percocet. Come on, you know. Yeah, so no, and right. you have a point there because when I was growing up in the '90s, when I looked at Jay, he represented me to me. Y'all want to get out the hood, man? What do I have to do to get out the hood? I didn't want to be the drug dealer or the girl having all these babies, or you know, I wanted to get out of that. I wanted to be something better and that's what Jay represented for me that's what Biggie represented that's what Nas represented now now to your point there is something happening where the drug addicts are becoming more and more popular than the dealers and that is is sad for well, me well that's scary when, when we have four people a day here in New York City dying from opioid drug Opiates, overdoses right. every day we want to say cool. something right no no then when 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 TT says that you know she, Jay influenced her I mean, even from the smallest thing, I remember when I gave up my Puma sneakers once, Kara said, your whack Puma sneaker. <laughs> you know, it was, I had Puma suede with a toothbrush in my back pocket and I gave him up. So think about the influence here, but it, we could go, we could get to the day where instead of wanting to get out the hood like Jay did and influence TT, where we could change the hood so it's not as bad as it always been. I think hip hop now and the artists have that power. They just need to learn how to utilize it. But who's the leader? And to get these like-minded people to think like that. Chuck, who well, is the leader? It, well, it depends. Or is there a leader? It, or are we in a know, leaderless that's, that's era? A, that's a problem. You know, definitely there's a there's a crisis in, in leadership. Um, no disrespect. <laughs> but, you know, I think that from a youth point of view, they only look up to certain people. And, again, you mentioned KRS-One. 
you know, public enemy as well. Those were people who were young enough for people to look up to and respect their words. So when someone like Chuck D says, I'm a follower of Farrakhan, then you respected Farrakhan by default, even though he might have been older than your uh, right, era. Right. You know what I mean? So Malcolm as well, all of those civil rights leaders. So there's a lot, there's a disconnect between the leadership and the musician, I think. And, you know, unfortunately, some of the leaders have, you know, they don't have the best reputation anymore. You know, a lot of them are just talking and they're not really with the people. And the young people see that. They don't see change. And unfortunately, if you don't but, see... Right, go ahead. I'm if you sorry. don't see change, then what's the point? Well, exactly. And the, unfortunately, we are out of time for this, but I want to thank all of you for being thank here you. with us to talk about hip-hop, talk about how much hip-hop has uh, changed and evolved and grown in Global Hip-Hop Day on Thursday, June 8th in the Bronx. Thank you, Chuck Creekmore, T.T. Torres, Ruben Diaz Jr. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.